0: NRL Rewind, hosted by Matt Namovski. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namovski. Welcome to the round 25 TLT, the last TLT of the regular season. We've done it 25 rounds straight, bringing you the podcast, and I've got one of the one of the favourites of the pod. It's Chris. Chris, how are you, mate?
1: Very good to be back, Matt. It's been a little while, but now we can talk from a more objective point of view. We're both out of our cons,
0: <laughs> Mate, we're out of coach. We love finals footy, so this is we're getting right into our element here. But very quick, short and sweet TLT tale. Let's get right into it. And I thought normally I go through the changes, but being around 25, the abundance of changes, we'll quickly just run through 1-17 to for each side and have a bit of a discussion. So get into our first game from Mackay. It's the Raiders taking on the Roosters. For the Raiders, fullback Charles nickel Klockstad on the wings, Harley Smith Shields, and Jordan Rapinana. In the centers, Sebastian Chris, Matt Tomoko, Jack Wyden, Matt Frawley in the house. The front row, Josh Pabili, Josh Hodson, Joe Tarpany. The back row, Hudson Young, Elliot Wahead, Garcia Soliola. On the bench, Gula, Sutton, Horsberg, and Havili. For the Roosters, James Tedesco is still a fullback. So any super coaches, just be mindful that, you know, there's a chance he might get a rest uh, you know, there's not much to play for here, but just keep an eye on that one. On the wings, Tupo and Nikovalu makes his return. Josh Morris makes his return with Adam Kieran. So the Roosters getting some troops back in the backs. Drew Hutchison and Lachlan Lamb starts at, at halfback. Jared Weary Hargreaves, uh, Sam Beryls uh, and Pakiaho in the front row. Croydon, Tupanua, Louis in the back row. With Sam Wooga, Egan Butcher, Ben Marshke, and Tuku, Hapu, Tupua on the bench. Chris, obviously a lot of changes here, the, the matchups for this one. Raiders win, they're in the eight. Roosters win, can go as high as fourth. How do you see this one playing out, mate?
1: Uh, deep down, I love it. love the underdog. I think Raiders, they have, look, they got to play for the eight. You know, I think something about, you know, trying to even make into the top eight is going to really, you know, push them up. I think Roosters, I think last week, you know, obviously with all that sort of drama with the Rabbitohs, they might be sort of coming down on that little high a little bit. I mean, I would like to see Raiders, you know, they start off pretty poorly in the early season, but they really, you know, made their way back recently. So it'd be good to see if the Raiders can, you know, take out the Roosters.
0: Yeah, it's basically a finals game for the for the Raiders here because if they lose, the Titans versus the Warriors and the Titans win, they're in. So it's all to play for, for the Raiders. You think they're going to have this sense of urgency for the Roosters. A couple of guys returning, like I said, you've had Crichton back after a couple of weeks. Hargreaves missed last week. Lachlan hasn't started in a while. and you've got Morris, Nikovala. So, there are some undercooked guys that we getting some runs in the leg. So I definitely like taking the Raiders on the line here. And I think they could even get an outright win. We've seen the last couple of final series, the Raiders have knocked out the Roosters. So that's also another thing to keep mindful here. So I will tip the Raiders here. Because again, I just think to me, if, if I see James Sesco getting scratched late, it's not going to surprise him. But even if he does play, I I don't expect the, the Roosters to go full strength here because like I said, that they, they got more to lose than to win in this game. Because I think Manly will comfortably beat the Cowboys in the game. We'll talk about a bit later on. So, you know, if they're going to be versing the Sharks, the Raiders or the Knights in round one, it doesn't really make a difference. They haven't really got much of that to play for. Mm. We'll move on to the next game. The next game is the first Friday game. It's the Sharks versing a B string storm. So we'll get right into the team list for the Sharks. Kennedy at fullback, Katoa and Hiroti on the wings, Tracy and Raymond in the centers, Matt Moylan starting with Billy Trindle in the halves, the front row, is Rudolph, Braley, Woods, back row, Nakora, Wilton, Jack Williams, and on the bench, Metcalf, Hammond, Tol- uh, Tolman, and Talakai. For the Storm, Pappenhausen retains his fullback jersey. George Jennings and Aramaya on the wings. Seve and Olam in the centers. Nico Hines is the sixth. Jerome Hughes at seven. The four-pack, Kamakamika, Nelson Osofa-Solomona and Brendan Smith in the front row. Aaron Penny, Chris Lewis, and Dal Fanukin in the back row, with Harry Grant, uh, Maroa, Grant, and Riley Jacks on the bench. Again, the Sharks, uh, Chris, have to kind of win to be very, very safe here. But they're versing a, a Melbourne team that traditionally in round 25 likes to wrestle all the players, but there's still some quality there. How does this one go, mate?
1: You can't really deny the Storms in this case. Like you only really need to look at sort of the core spine of the Storms. You don't even need to look at the rest of it. You look at Pappenhausen in the back. Hines getting his hands on the board. Jerome Hughes still playing, you know, a great season. You got Brand Smith. His probably going to at least throw a dummy near the line. Score a try. Dalvin Uken staying the ship in the front row, and you got Harry Grant off the bench. Like that's all you really need to look at. I don't see looking at you know Chris Lowe, Aaron Penney in, in the second row going to be making much of a difference. You know, you got the the center wings they're just there just to receive the ball, you know, a great ball from the Haas, and they're just going to go over a try. So yeah, I'm, I'm tipping the storms, the, not, not to go against the sharks, but you can't go against class with the the Melbourne storms.
0: Just let me read you the outs, Chris, because it's just the fact that they can do this. It's Munster, Welch, Kofusi, Bromage, Adokar, Bromage, Remus and eisenhoof Like that's a ridiculous out list. And they're still, like you said, got your Pappenhausen, your Olam's, your Hines, your Hughes, your Smith, your Grant, like, just the, the amount of quality. The Sharks will be up for it. But again, it's a finals game. They're basically like the Raiders playing their way in here. I do love that Matt Moylan is back. I think him and, Matt, him and Billy Trindle do form a very intriguing half combination to me. I know you've got Nico Hines going there next year. And that's also another little subplot to this game. Nico against his uh, his future team. But yeah, Will Kennedy, Matt Moylan. When them two are on the field together, I just like this, the the synergy those guys have. And then you see you know, a guy like Haradi who can bring in you know, a, a try score and then that four pack, you know, a teague Wilton, one of your, you know, uh gems from earlier this season, he's just a quality player on the edge. So I do like this game again. If you're looking at the lines, I haven't even checked to see what the line is in this game, but I'll you know if it's anything plus, you know, Storm six here, I definitely would like to get this is gonna be a close game, I think. I think the Sharks, like I said, finals footy there, we're gonna be really up for it. So I will tip the storm in this game in a close one. But yeah, not gonna surprise me at all if the Sharks can really, you know, keep it close in this one.
1: Mm, yeah, I agree.
0: Move on to the last Friday game. It's my Parramatta Eagles taking on the Penrith Panthers from the Gold Coast. For Parramatta, they've had quite a few changes. So Hayes Perham, who comes over from the Warriors in his first game at fullback. Hayes Dunster, Blake Ferguson on the wings. Opocheck and Oldfield at the centres. Will Smith, Jacob Arthur at the halves. In the front row, Kofusi, Lussick, Makatoa. In the back row, Cartwright, Hipgrave, Stone. And on the bench, you've got uh, Luzu, Rodwell, Lane, and Russell. For the Panthers, they're going the opposite. They're nearly gone full strength here. Dylan Edwards at fullback, Cryden and total on the wings, Womorowski-Burton in the centers, Luai-Cleary in the halves, Leota, Fishers-Harris, and Coruscant up front, backer of Kikau, Capewell, Yo, and on the bench, Tyron May, Scott Sorensen, TPJ, and Liam Martin. I'm not going to ask you, Chris, who's going to win this game because I think it's pretty obvious that Panthers are probably going to be the bet of the round this week, especially now that they're basically full strength now reversing a B side, a side, but I guess the fact that the Panthers have got have got fit at this time, you know, you've had Clear who's had an extended break, Luai extended a break, Edwards has been in and out of the lineup, Corus have been out. They're really starting to prime their run, and this is a perfect opportunity for them to really fine tune some plays in this Parramatta game. And then, if they're versing a Rabbits or a in round one, that's going to be an absolute probably game of the season to start us up in the finals here. What do you think there?
1: Yeah, I mean, my question was for you. Before we went ahead, Matt was like, how many of these sort of players in the Eels team are you familiar with? You know, how they play and, you know?
0: Well, I th- Perham was really like, he signed pretty early. I think it was about mid season. He came over from the Warriors and I'll be kind of waiting for him to get a chance. I'm really excited to see what he's got because, he, you know, when he did play for the Warriors last year, uh, it was really nice to see. Oldfield back in the centers, was kind of hoping we'd never see him again in a parody jersey, but that is what it is. Jacob Arthur is a reserve grade <laughs> player. So, you know, our, our first ring halves are out. Makoto has been, you know, he's the guy who um, has been really surprising. He's come off the bench a couple of games here and he's played really well. So excited to see him get some extended minutes. I'm not going to lie. The two, uh, two guys on the bench, Leozu and Rodwell, I've never heard of. Uh, we have seen Sean Russell in a game earlier this year, get a double. So look, pa- Paramount is one of those sides where we know what our one to 17 is consistently. We don't really get to see what the young guys can do um so i'm more for it because you know you've seen a guy's success like will penicini who's coming this year and he's played three games now he's looked right at home so um you know bring bring on these young guys because you know we've got a couple of guys off contract at the, end of the season you know if makato is a guy that can break our rotation next year if sean russell gets a spot on the wing i'm more for it so i'm really excited and you know we're probably going to lose big against this panther side who's going to be really fine tuning their form for the finals but i think there's, there's, you know, you think of the baby Broncos of the 2000s when they got ravaged mm. by origin. This is the time where you kind of can find your two or three guys for next year that's going to make some impact.
1: You reckon they can cover a 28 and a half line? Nah,
0: nah, take the nah. Panthers. <laughs> you know, I, I thought Panthers would really put on last week and they, you know, they were a bit rusty. Cleary had a very rusty game, but again, you got, you know, this is nearly full strength now. They're basically running on the all cylinders here and this is a perfect game to get right and, you know, like I said, whether it's the Rabbits or Manly next week, I've mm. penciled that in. There'll be appointment viewing to watch that one. Okay. Let's get on to the first Saturday game. It is the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Newcastle Knights from Suncorp. For Brisbane, Tessie Newell, fullback, Coates and Co- Oates on the wings, Cobo and Farnworth in the centers, Anthony Milford, Albert Kelly at the halves once again. In the front row, Bullymore, Haas, and Turpin. Back row, Glenn, Ricky, Hetherington. And on the bench, Pakes, Meade, Kennedy, Rabati. For the Knights, Kalen Ponga is at fullback. Interesting that they're basically locked into seven, but they're still going to play Kalen. So interesting to see again. Keep your team list up to date. Tuala and Toa Tua on the wing. Bradman Best and Kurt Mann in the centers with Clifford and Pierce as the halves. Front row is Clemmer, Swassasu, and Chris Randall. Back row, Tyson Frazelle, Brody, Brody Jones, and Connor Watson on the interchange bench. Venus Crossland. Momosia, King and Jack Johns. This is probably one of the more tightly contested games, Chris, you know, you kind of, like I was talking to you off Mike, you know, I really targeted the Knights run home here and they have, you know, they've won the games, but have not been really um, putting on like I thought they would. The Broncos have been, you know, really fighting here in this back end of the season, playing some great footy. How do you see this one going, mate?
1: Look, we've been really critical of the Broncos, but I'm really liking the sort of structure that they have right now. Like I, every week I see them they, they may not be winning but you like to see that sort of confidence that's sort of coming in uh, a really big shout out to Tessie New like I think that he just needed that game time in the number one jersey to really make his own like between him and Jermaine Osaka yes Osaka has had them you know once off brilliant games but man when he has a poor game it's a really poor game so Tessie New has been really steady at the back love his little steps here and there and I think with you know a bit more time back there he's going to be breaking more and more tackles and I like him, um, Cobo in the center as well. So look, I'm giving it to the Broncos. I reckon they can cover the line. Um, yeah, I just the Knights look, I, I have a really bad sort of history with them. They they lost me my my two and a half thousand dollar bet, you know, so just I just can't seem to just predict it. You know, look my, my biggest sort of criticism with them, particularly right now in their lineup, is definitely Kurt Mann. Like you look at it, you look at general centers, it's like they're either really good at attack or they're really good defense. I don't see where Kurtman's strength is, honestly. You might as well put put like Brody Jones there, like really good, solid defender. May not score you the tries, but Kurtman's not doing that either right now. So, you know, at least, you know, pick your battles, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. You said it well. The Broncos have some really nice young players that, you know, a Farmworth has been really nice this year. You know, you look at even to me, like a Kobe Hetherington, Jordan Ricky, all of our preseason darlings, you know, coming good at the end of the season, but. They're playing some good footy. And to me, I've said it for a couple of weeks now, if you dropped in Adam Reynolds for these last 10 games with this team that they've got right now, I just think he's such a great signing for next year. And you've got a guy like Brinker Lee also coming next year. Tony Staggs will be fit from round one. The Broncos, you know, we'll talk about it as we get into the 2022 season, but really, really liking them. Whatever their bets are, I'd like to make eight. Um, you know, all these type of things from a super coach perspective. Love it. So if they can get a good performance here to roll into next season, I think it's possible. I'm actually going to tip them. I'm going to tip the Broncos in this game because, again, to me, I'm not sure why Newcastle is not pulling a parameter approach here and resting. You know, they're basically, again, playing nearly full strength here. You're locked into the seven, and whether you want to try and get some extra form in, I guess, maybe. You know, you like I said, you've been a bit undercooked here, but to me, there's nothing to gain in this game. You know, I can actually see them full strength being pipped here by the Broncos. So, again, I can see, like, in, I'm just looking at the reserves quickly. I can see Dom Young and Tex Hoy in the reserves. It's not going to surprise me one iota if Kalen Ponga is removed uh, as we get closer. Because to me, there's no need to play him. You know, Gutham's not playing for Parramatta. It looks like it's going to be Parramatta versus Newcastle round one there. Let Kalen have the week off. He was carrying a stern injury a couple of weeks ago. Let him rest and then, you know, have one shootout in the first round of the finals. To me, it makes no sense why they're going full strength here. But I will tip the Broncos. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, like I said, I really like the Broncos. I really hope that they do carry this sort of momentum into um, next season. And I think with all this you know, debacle with Payne Haas's contract, I'm curious to see how that sort of plays up, whether Payne Haas really takes it up, you know, that extra notch to really add maybe another zero to his um, contract. But just, just throw whatever money you can, Broncos. You really need
0: to hold on to this man. Yeah, I look forward to round one seeing him in a Roosters jersey running out next to uh, Gerard <laughs> Rui Hargraves. But we'll go move on to the next game. Oh, yeah. It is the Cowboys versus your Manly Eagles in probably going to be the carve up of the round. Let's talk through it besides that was that Panthers game. For the Cowboys, the hammer of fullback fell into a lungy on the wings, Holmes and Hampton in the centers, Drinkwater and did the half, Hess, McLean, Robson up front, Condon, Naney, and Tomalo in the back row. On the bench, Granville, Lukey, Dunn, and Nemi. For Manly, basically going full strength. They're going for the top four. Troyevich at fullback. Saab, Garrick on the wings. Harper, Parker in the centers. Foran, Cherry Evans. I was surprised. I thought he would at least get a rest. He's starting here. Aloy, Croker, power up front. Olukoatu, Schuster, Troyevich in the back row. And on the bench, Walker, Lawton, Kepi, and Paseka. Chris, it's going to be, you know, everyone's captain basically this week might be Turbo, but how surprised are you that they're going this aggressive here no rest for turbo no rest for cherry evans garrick to all these guys what are you did you expect to see a couple of restings and i guess how do you see this game going do you think maybe a couple of early showers are in the works here
1: yeah like i'm i'm surprised too but just thinking about the advantage of a top four it's like you have an extra opportunity to i guess um you know fight back if you do lose but also if you are in the top four you know, you win, you get that extra rest anyway. So I think, you know, Desi is banking on getting that top four, winning that first round, hopefully, fingers crossed against the Storms, and then having that break then. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, we were able to beat the Cowboys from memory last time without – was it without Cherry Evans? Or was that when Cherry Evans came back for Origin and tore up? I can't really remember.
0: came back back and tore up. He came back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, we we had the opportunity to rest before, and it did work out in the end, but – Yeah, I I really thought maybe some of the forwards could have gone to rest. Like, we really push him, I guess, this season, like watching the efforts that they put in. You know, Hamoli, you know, he's still young. I really wanted to keep him on ice. And Schuster, you know, I feel like he's had a bit, you know, down on form recently. Maybe a little break could, you know, be useful. He just looks cooked half the time, honestly, in in the second front row. So, yeah. And the other thing, like... Let's be real, me and you, Sean Catby, is he really a first grader? I honestly don't think so. I reckon a Sibley there would have been a lot better. But yeah, like I think the interesting round of this one is mostly in relation to our super coach with uh, the two grand finalists. We've got on one hand, we've got Ryan having, I'll read it out to you, Garrick, Marty Power, Jason Saab, Kieran Ford, and Dylan Walker. And then meanwhile, Chris on the other hand's got Tommy Turbo captain. So <laughs> I think this is definitely a round we're all going to be watching to see who's going to take out, you know, the W at the end.
0: Yeah, shout out to Chris and Ryan. Obviously, made it made it to the end here, and like you said, it, it's probably going to be Captain Ruben versus Captain Tom here. And you know, we've all been scared of the the turbo dicking all season, but Ryan gets to really you know fight fire, fire with fire here and put Garrick in the in the sea here. So it's gonna be a very very fascinating game. I think our group chat will be going off on this game, so we'll all make sure we're watching it. But last point in this game, I'm I'm shocked that Jason Tomololo is playing in this game. But the way that Todd Payton has kind of played Tom Lolo and, you know, his minutes and trying to, you know, ease him into this 10-year contract, the fact that this is a meaningless game and he's starting back at lock, I'm shocked. And I'm a Jason Lolo owner from this season. Probably won't be again next year. But, yeah, w- w- what's your thoughts on, I guess, Todd Payton all season being so predictive of Lolo's minutes and stuff, you know, the, the work rate, and all of a sudden he's being, he's being pr- um, paraded out here in a meaningless round 25 game.
1: It's uh, it's just confusing. The way you describe it is just straight up confusing. Like, what is that to play for? Even if he has the best game of his life, what would it mean for him? Mm. If anything, like this should be the game of just you know reserve grade. Just see, like you said, see what we have. You're, you're looking forward to next season. You've already you know hopefully got your position secured. This is your opportunity to find out where are your hidden gems so you can start the season on a, on a win, not on a loss. But really, I, I honestly don't know what's going through his head. He's sort of just lost the plot, in my opinion.
0: 100%. percent it will be an interesting off-season uh, story to watch. But we'll move on to the last game on Saturday. It's the Rabbits taking on the Dragons. The Rabbits are another one of these teams who have basically taken the punt here. So it's a very unrecognizable lineup here. Taffy, a fullback, with Milne and Paulo on the wings. Braden Burns, Campbell Graham in the centers. Benji gets a start at six, and Lachlan Elis gets the run at seven. In the front row, Totola, Marzoulis, and Margo. In the back row, Sua, Host, and Nichols. And on the bench, Hawkins, Mogo, Cartwright, and Molly. For the Dragons, Tyrell Sloan retains fullback with Fiegi and Ravalava on the wings. Jack Bird, Jared Beal in the centers. Amone and Norman at the halves with Laurie, Sullivan, Maguire up front. Billy Burns, Tarek Sims, Jack DeBellin in the back row. It's only going to change Flussick, Fuimono, Alvaro, and Fuamacilli. A disappointing season, Chris, for the Dragons. They're obviously going to end up with a whimper here. And, you know, they're obviously still trotting out um, a basically full strength side for them. I'm surprised we're not seeing more youngins like we just said with this Cowboys game. But these Rabbitohs here, is this a chance for any of the super coaches that, you know, have been ravaged with the the injuries and the the restings this week. Would you target a Benji, a Taff, uh Braden Burns, a Tane Mill, a Marzoulis? Is this the game to if you're looking to, you know, pick up guys who are on your waivers right now, would, would the Rabbits against a Dragons team that is probably packed it in for the season? Is this the game you target?
1: This is the game I'd go hands out. My first waiver would definitely be Benji Marshall. Um no Adam Reynolds. I'm curious to think who would be kicking goals. I believe Marshall used to kick quite a few goals um, in the past. So if he's going to be the one going to be taking the shots at goals, go right for it. Um, Mazulius, I don't, I'm not a fan of picking rookie uh, hookers mainly because uh, they like to be subbed off with interchange, giving them, you know, different opportunities to, to start. Um, but yeah, that that's, that's for me. Benji is going to be at the top of my list and Black Taff uh, seeing him earlier in the season. I really like the way he plays um, over to his dragon side. I have a I have a thing for Talata Amone. Just mm. just the energy that he brings to his dragon side just makes me really excited to watch them. Like, come on, let's let's be real, dragons. Just they've just been so disappointing just throughout the last couple of seasons. It just they they hype you up, they bring you down, they hype you up, they bring you down. It's just it's it's on us for believing into the hype each time. But I think if Amone is there, he can really sort of bring it back. You know, combining with um, Tara Sloan, you know they got some good stuff there. They definitely do have some good stuff, but. They just got to get rid of Corey Norman. Honestly, he just he just doesn't fit. He just does not fit in this side.
0: hundred percent. And I think you've, you've summed it up. Well, the, the rabbit's depth here is really nice to see. I think they're going to, you know, they're one of these sides that, you know, nurtures their their talent, you know, their homegrown talent. They can really, you know, in a week like this, play more. For the Dragons in my preseason, I did say they were my biggest range team. I had them in, you know, when I was mocking my, uh, my ladder at the start of the season, I think I had them as high as fifth and as low as 13th. Uh, and I think I ended up picking them, picking them at 11th. I think that's where they're sitting right now. So um, they, they had so many different options, and it's finally good to see you know Ataro Sloan, Amode, and Jaden Sullivan all on the field at the same time. Um, really, really like that. And you, like you said, if you sub out, you know, if you look at this team for next year and you kind of like look at it on paper, here, you would get rid of Norman, you put Ben Hunt at the seven, instant success there. You look at some of their signings for next year, Jaden Sewer. To come in you know it's a good edge player in the back row um they, they've made a couple of signings and you know again i'm always gonna get sucked in because like, like i said on paper they're one of my most intri- intriguing teams to kind of look at and go could this be the set the season the dragons take the leap again but uh yeah like you said they're, they're a bit hit and miss um and yeah if, if you're a super coach uh you know if you're looking for quite a few plays this week on your waivers like Chris said, I think Billy. I think um, Brayden Burns, Benji Marshall, Blake Taft. The, these are the guys to target. Move on to the second last game. The first game on Sunday, it's a, a, old, a good old fashioned shootout here. It's the Titans taking on the Warriors. Titans need to win to stay in the eight. Warrior season's over, but they can play some spoilers here for the Titans. Jaden Campbell, a fullback. Sammy and Thompson on the wings. Brian Kelly, Patrick Herbert in the centres. Peachy and Fogarty at the halves once again. Front row of Jared Wallace. Mitch Rain, Ford Awaker in the back row, Proctor, Firma, Tino Fosumawawi, and on the bench, Aaron Clark, Dave Afida, Jamin Jollof, Sam McIntyre. For the Warriors, Reece Walsh at fullback, Dallin watins on the wing with Marcelo Montoya, Hiku and Berry at the centres, CHT, Sean O'Sullivan at the halves, AFB, Matt Lodge, Wade Egan up front. One of my most fascinating back rows, Josh Curran, Ewan Aiken, Bailey Sirnan, in the back row, on the interchange bench, Cody Nicarima, Elisa Katoa, Evans, and Tanoa Brown. Chris, simple question here: Tides—they got a win to stay in. Are they going to win?
1: Look, Rhys Walsh—it's just—it's just too much of the wonder kid that we love about him. I think he's going to have a really big game for the last game. Like he's going to go, like you know, all guns firing. He's going to tear these Tides apart. That's, I'll call it now
0: the fullback battle here is I love it. Jaden Campbell versus Reese Walsh. Didn't think we'd get it at the start of the season uh, when you're looking at like the, the top 25 rosters, but what a battle this is going to be. I think Jaden Campbell has shown in his limited time here. You know, it's a shame that um, he's playing the same team as they've just given a six year contract to AJ Brimson, because I would love to see Jaden Campbell week in, week out at, you know, in first grade, but yeah, Reese Walsh, Jaden Campbell, I- I'm with you here. I- I, even though the Titans have everything to play for here, um the, the Warriors have too much excitement in this lineup and, you know, CHT and Reese Walsh can, you know, they're playing some good footy here. You know, the centers having Hicko there, it's his last game for the Warriors. So that's also a note here, you know, he wants to go out on a, on a high. They had Matt Lodge successfully beat his charge at the tribunal. So he's playing and he's a big in. And then, like I said, that, that back row is Josh Curran and Ewan Aiken, you know, two guys that I'm just falling in love with over this season. you know, two guys I'll be definitely targeting in 2022 super coach because, you know, you and Aiken, potential uh, dual flexibility. You and Aiken out of nowhere, cheapy, who's come good. So I just like this Warriors team. And they're one of these teams I haven't really made a lot of signings for next year. Obviously, SJ is the big one coming in. Um, but yeah, this, this will be a fun game on on a Sunday, uh, seeing these two teams shoot it out. But so you've got the Warriors in this one?
1: Definitely got the Warriors on this one.
0: If you're a Titans fan, it's probably a season where you look back at there's some really weird losses. They've taken some bad l's in this. In this, you know, you think to round one against the Warriors when all the preseason hype and they lost eighteen to six and they didn't fire a shot in that game. You know, games like that when they're basically going to miss the a by one by one win. If I'm, you know, I, I think I picked them for seventh uh, on my preseason ladder, but yeah, I think we we really underestimate, You know, you can have a good four pack, you can have some good backs, but in the, the day, you need some you need some quality halves, and they're one short at the moment. Mm.
1: And they really need to sort out this David Fielder thing. Like uh, the way I think with David Fielder, it's if he's really going to be that sort of high upper echelon players, he's got to learn to start. Like you look at all these great players, you know, they're not the ones that are off the bench. They don't put painhouse off the bench. He's, you know, at the front of the line. He's doing anything regardless of who the opponent is, We're not, you know, sort of cotton wooling him, putting him on the bench, wait to, you know, tie their opponents out and then chuck him on. Like, look, if he's going to be that million dollar side, he needs to be on as long as he can. That's just we my opinion.
0: We saw at the start of the season, but that's what I don't get. For the first half of the season, he was that guy. He was in the twelve jurors every week, and he was dominating. Whether mm. he just his fitness just wasn't there to carry it for a full season, you know, he did have origin in the middle of the year as well. Like I, I don't know what it is, but literally in those first thirteen rounds, there wasn't a better front roller than like uh, forward than him. He was dominating. You know, you think back to that rabbits game. You know, it was only for a half, but scored a hat trick in a half had like 13 tackle mm. breaks, like he was ravaging. But yeah, it's, it's kind of shocking how Holbrook's using him. And like you said, whether you put him in cotton wool, what for this game, he you need a win. What's he doing on the bench for this game? You know, this is the game where you play 80 minutes for Fede for You know, this is the game where Tino gets 80 minutes. You know, this is, you fire all your bullets. There's nothing left in the holster in this game. But again, similar to Tom Lolo, you know, the, these forwards that are on big money, you just wonder if these coaches that think they're going to be there for the next five years need to worry about that contract in four years time. You know, it's, it's interesting. So again, we'll leave that. Mm. We'll leave it on this game. We both got the Warriors, but definitely going to be an interesting one, but we'll move on to the last game, Chris. And, you know, the, 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 the NRL matchmakers have done a pretty good job this year of, you know, giving us the, the big, the big finish, to oh. but you know, what What better, how can we sum up the 2021 season by giving the last regular season game, let's give the fans a blockbuster. Let's give them Tigers versus Bulldogs from Redcliffe. So I've <sighs> had a couple of these ones this year. You know, there've been a couple of Sharks, Bulldogs to, to wrap it up. But to me, an Adam Dewey-less Tigers, let's get it in. Let's go for the two lineups here, mate. by fullback, Luma Mamalo on the wings, Talao Chikem in the centers, Madden and Brooks in the halves, Manu, McKayle, Little in the front row, Bloor, uh, Leilua, and Twal in the back row. You got Joe O, Simkin, Amone, and Tualang in on the bench. For the Bulldogs, again, this is our grand final for the regular season. Meany, Allen, and Ockhambor are the back three. Hopawadi and Shop in the centers. Brandon Wakeham, Cole Flanagan finishing the season in the halves. You got for Manafanai, Hetherington, and Katoa up front. Waddell, Stimson, and Jackson in the back row, with BBO, Ogden, Patolo, and Topane on the bench. Chris, this is the main event, mate. Talk us through it. Who's winning the most important last season regular game of the season?
1: Oh, my God. This, man, this this game's got, it got me frothing at the mouth, okay? So... <laughs> All right, I want to talk you through what I'm thinking with this game. All right, let me bring up the team list first. All right, where is it? There we go. So first up, we're going to have Jacob Little. He's darting from dummy half and he's scoring the try. Just the way he started this whole season when you had him in your team and he he just throws the dummy and just goes straight through. Okay, That's going to be number one, all right? Okay. Number two, all right? Sean Bloor is also scoring, all right? We talked about him being one of them sort of, up and coming sort of players early season, unfortunately due to injury, he didn't get to start, but we can see now he's actually one of the hypes. Okay. okay. I, I think he is going to be someone we're both going to be looking at for
0: 2022.
1: 100%. All right. Number three. Okay. I think this game is going to also go to a tie. Let's, we're talking like super excitement, right? Okay. And then if we were to pick one person to kick the winning field goal, we got to give to the boy Carl Flanagan, mate. we wow. got to give Redemption. it to Mr. Carl. It has to be him. And then just to make it even more cheeky, let's look at Mr. 13 in West Tigers cracking his NRL duck after, what, uh, 90 games? Alex 12. Alex 12. If, if any of these things happen, that's it. We'll, we'll call it the game of the round. I want to have at least 10 multis on this just to keep my eyes fixated on it. <laughs> but you never know. This could go in the opposite direction. There'll be drop wars every two plays. We don't know, but... I reckon Dogs are going to win it. Like, I, I, I just got to give it to Dogs. I just I just want them to have one win, please, before the end. We can't have them finishing the season on just, was it three wins the entire season or was it two?
0: Three, I think, yeah.
1: Three, come on. You, you, just give it to them. One, right. one more.
0: One more for the road. Let them have a little
1: positive, uh, you know, in the off season.
0: What a way to wrap up the last regular season podcast, because Chris has just given you the ultimate four leg multi. Let's just recap it there. Bloor's getting an anytime try scorer Little's getting an anytime try scorer Twal getting an anytime tri-scorer. But the Bulldogs one to five margin, four legs. The odds are $1,276. Let's get on it, boys. Put a, do- put a cheeky dollar on that. You can do that. And like we said, this is the main event. This is the NRL matchmakers have said, we know how you want to end your regular season on a Sunday afternoon. Bulldogs, Tigers, Redcliffe, let's get it on. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: No worries. Happy to be here.
0: And I'm sure we'll have you on for the finals. And everyone else, thank you for listening all regular season. This this podcast here, once I release this, we're probably going to hit 4,000 downloads. And again, I thought at the start of the season, I'd be happy with five. And the fact that we've got 4,000 before the finals, I'm ecstatic. We're going to have a lot of podcasts during the finals. In the off-season, the NRL pyramid is coming we're up to their final drafts on that. So there's going to be, uh, let's just put it this way. There's about a hundred episodes coming on that bad boy. So we're very excited in the off season. Then we're going to be rolling straight into 2022. We're going to be back for a season two. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to the guys. You got Chris, Chris, uh, Ryan, Nom, all the guys who have come on. We'll have all the boys on. We'll have a draft recap. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.